You're listening to the Growpoint Devo podcast. Our mission is to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We hope and pray that this podcast will make a difference in your walk with God. Matthew chapter 6 verses 7 to 8. I want to read it and I'm going to pray briefly as well. Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 to 8. And when you pray, do not heap up empty praises as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Let's pray. Father, what we know not, teach us. What we are not, make us. What we have not, give us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I heard a story of a grade 5 or 5th grade boy na nakadungog sermon sa yung pastor about persistence in prayer. Persistence in prayer meaning you never give up in, pray, in prayer and that's what um, the parable of Jesus in the gospel talks about. So nakadungog siya a sermon, never give up on prayer, pray. And then one day, nagpray siya and nagpray siya and nabantayan siya sa yung papa. And yung prayer sa yung closet is like this. He all pray to God and actually words nga gina repeat. And the words nga gina repeat is this word, talk you, talk you, talk you. And I think ala yung papa nga gina repeat many words, talk you, talk you, talk you. The next day, intrigue, young father, ni asa sa young son, son, why are you praying privately in your closet and you repeat this word, talk you, talk you, talk you. And yung 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 son, father, it's because nami exam. And sa exam, ang nabutang na ako sa kapital sa Mexico is Tokyo. Ang nabutang na ako sa kapital is laying answer and I'm praying the answer is Tokyo. Okay? Iyang pray, prayer is that mausab ang answer. So he's praying Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. He's trying to bend God's will and to create miracle na unta mausab ang answer. Ma-change ang kapital into Tokyo. You know? Many of us approach prayer like that, whether we like it or not, right? Many of us think, many people think that a prayer is like changing God's will or changing Him. You know, many people approach prayer like this. And maybe right now, and maybe, Minka, to be honest, I struggle in prayer because prayer is difficult, right? And there are a lot of many confusions about prayer. But prayer is very important, especially as a Christian. You know, in this section, emphasize ni Jesus that we should pray. Wala siya ningon if you pray, ningon siya when you pray. Prayer is part of our life as we follow God, right? Prayer should be part of our life. But ang problema is sometimes it's not enough to pray. We must pray rightly. And sometimes our approach to God in prayer is wrong. And sometimes atong understanding about prayer is wrong. That is the reason why Jesus correct this. You know, and many people misunderstand mis- misunderstand prayer like that little boy. And sometimes we pray, talk you, talk you, trying to change God because we've made a mistake. You know, so one of the wrong approaches about prayer is that some people look at prayer as um, 
prayer is a sort of formula to primarily get things from God. So they look at prayer as a formula. If you pray this prayer, adding at times, you will get things from God. Diba? Ingat pa sa text message, pass these prayers. Okay? Kaya ipasa ni Muni o five ka people, these prayers will come back to you with blessings and blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> Approaching prayer like a formula. Ay naatay mga versions nga na. Diba? Nga, for prayers in times of crisis, pray this. For prayers in times like this, pray this. Five times, ten times, sixty times, whatever times, okay? And we approach God thinking that prayer is a sort of formula to get things from God. Prayer is not like that. Ikito ang wrong approaches of prayer is that prayer, when we pray, sometimes people look God or view God as someone that needs to be coerced or cajoled over... Sorry, kaya mga kwa'y nga words ako, coerced or cajoled. Ako na-explain. But pasabot, Ana is that mura ginapugos ni mo si God. Some people look at God as if God is reluctant. Kinaalan pa ni mo, paraigan ba? Kinaalan pa ni mo, balik-baliko ni mo pagampo? Dapat, seven times, kay seven times is a perfect number, seven times yun ni mo balik-baliko, so that God will answer you. Because if dili ni mo balik-baliko, God will not answer you. Is that the way we should view God? And some people does that, Right? Dapat balik-balikon siya ni mo. Ayon prayer. And that is a misunderstanding of prayer. And tonight, I'm gonna answer that. That that is a wrong view of prayer. And we're gonna look at tonight that Jesus warns us not to fall into the temptation. Because it's not enough for us guys to pray. Everyone pray. We must make sure that we pray rightly. Because there is such a thing called wrong kind of prayer. All Christians pray. But the problem is, do we pray rightly? And Jesus gave a warning, a wrong kind of prayer. So important again, especially if you're growing up, if bago ka one of the things, important one of the things, okay, my wife always correct me, I remember, okay, one of the things that we need to learn is to pray rightly because prayer is such an important discipline. In the Christian life, it's very—it's like breathing. Prayer, learning to pray is learning to breathe. And if you're not praying, spiritually speaking, you're not breathing. So we need to breathe, spiritually speaking, with God, you know, as our source of life. Sa tungo gikan na it's—it's—it's the breath of God that we are breathing right now. Okay, it's, it's a very breath in our Christian life to pray. So we must learn to pray and we must learn to pray rightly. Are you with me? Because Jesus warns us of a wrong kind of prayer. So in this section of Matthew chapter 6, see Jesus over and over again warns His disciples and us, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, this is for you as well, about our wrong practices of prayer. So there's a wrong practices of prayer that we must be aware because sometimes they don't wear. Okay? So first warning niya, and again si Jesus, is don't pray like a hypocrite. And we talked about it last time, right? Prayer is a, is a, prayer is a highest activity of man. Because prayer is a connection with God. But sometimes the highest activity of man, the holiest activity of man, can be, can be mixed with sin. Because instead, ang pag-pray nato, ang motivation nato is to know God, to commune with God. Prayer becomes a show. Because hypocrites is, meaning the word hypocrites is a stage actor. You act. 
So, paglando sa mga tao ni mo, mayroon sila, huwag ka-pray siya. Grabe siya, ka-holy, no? Okay, ka-pray siya. But actually, deep in your heart, you're not praying. You're just pretending to pray for people to see. And he sinigong si Jesus, I warn you not to be like that. Okay? Because many religious people are like that. Pakitang tao ra. Ang ilang pag-pray. Pakitang tao ra to do these things, but they are not actually praying. Okay? So, when you pray... Guard your motivation. Make sure when you pray, even though in public, make sure you pray with the consciousness of God rather than with the people. Right? It's, it, it doesn't mean ignore na yung mga tao. But yung primary audience, yung life is God, not men. So when you pray, you don't please people, you please God. That's why we title it Secret, The Art of Living for an Audience of One. When we pray, it should be directed to God. So don't pray like, ah, hypocrites. Second warning, which we're going to talk tonight, is the warning of Jesus to pray. So don't pray like hypocrites, but second is don't pray like a heathen. Okay? Or a pagan. Or a Gentile. So we're going to look at tonight in verse 7 to 8. Baliko na to, okay? So si Jesus, when you pray, do not heap up empty praises as the Gentiles do. Now, let's stop and look at the word Gentiles. The word Gentiles, dilibot pa sa buong sa'yo, opposite sa Gentiles. May mo harsh, okay? Kung dilibot ka Gentile, harsh ka. Wala siya sila kagetsa ng ajok, okay? Gentiles is a group of people, is a type of people, is a class of people that is in the Bible, outside of God, is a people who don't know God. It's a people who are ignorant of the biblical God. So if you are ignorant of the God of the Bible, if you don't know the God of the Bible, you are called Gentiles. So there, in the Bible, there are two classes of people. The first is the Jew because they know Yahweh, the God of the Bible. And the second are the Gentiles. The Gentiles are the outsider. Okay? So, Ningo si Jesus, don't pray like an ignorant person. Don't pray like an unbeliever who doesn't know God. That's what it means. So, for they think that they will be heard over their many words, do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So ang emphasis ni Jesus ng balik-balik is don't be like a heathen. Don't be like a Gentile. Don't be like a person who doesn't know God. And he's talking to his disciples and he's talking to us. Because Minka, even though I'm a Christian, even though I go to church, you can pray like a heathen. You can pray like an unbeliever. You can pray like a person who is ignorant of God. This is a warning for us. For you and me tonight. So let's ask the question. How do you pray? How does a Gentile or a pagan, a heathen pray? It's because we need to avoid that, right? Because Jesus says, don't pray like a heathen. So we need to avoid that, but we need to know how does a pagan pray. And Jesus gave us two things, I think, in this passage. How does a Gentile pagan pray? First, if you're taking notes, a pagan, their prayer is mindless. Okay? Their prayer is mindless. Because Jesus in verse 7, when you pray, do not heap up empty praises. That's the ESV. Sa King James Version, katong mga tao, aganan, o King James, kung yung Bible, New King James or King James Version, you will see in that Bible that na word na vain repetition. Okay? 
And kung inyong Bible is in IV as well, ang word niya is not vain repetition, but bubbling like a pagans. Now, unsa ba pasabot ano? Bubbling, vain repetition, or empty praises. Mabot pasabot ana is that the pagans, when they pray to their God, whatever God they are praying, the pagans mindlessly praying. In other words, they don't think in their prayer. They don't use intelligence when they pray. They just heap up empty words. In other words, they don't know what they are saying. They're just saying it. That's mindless praying. Did you get me? Kaya siya, kaya lang, yaw-yaw ra kasi mong pag-ampo, pero wakas na po siya mong ginayaw-yaw. Bisaya to, so mga Tagalog, sorry kay Norm, okay? Kaya lang, nagsasabi ka sa inyong prayer. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, right? And you are praying, and then, siya mong prayer, you don't really know and understand what you're praying. You're just praying. Jesus says, that's a mindless brain. That's a pagan, Gentile, hidden kind of prayer. And I, I want to give you a modern example today. The modern example is the transcendental meditation mantra. It, it's a bu, bu, uh, Buddhistic um, pagan praying. Okay? Transcendental mantra. Okay? Transcendental mantra. Okay? Dili ni say Dr. Swing siya. Um, it's, it's, it's a thing that sila, ang, uh, one of the teacher about this, one of the proponent of this religion is that they, they think that atong mind daw is moy nakababag sa atong pag-experience sa ginoo. Kanang ginoo nila kabutangan og ana okay? because that's not the God in the Bible. Okay? So ningon sila, in order to experience real spirituality, kinalang i-transcend ni mo yung mind, i-empty ni mo yung mind, kinalang diligamiton ni mo yung mind. You just be still and bypass the mind to experience God, their version of God. That is called transcendental meditation. Now, meditation, kanang word, is a biblical word. But ilang meditation is wrong because ilang meditation is to bypass the mind. In the Bible, we should not bypass the mind. We use the mind, Right? Love the Lord your God with all your mind. Don't bypass the mind. In worshiping God, we need to understand. Understanding is very important. Theology is very important. You don't just bypass your mind. You use the mind. Ang pagsimba sa ginodilira, feeling-feeling. You need the mind. You need to read. You need to study. Transcendental meditation is a modern example of paganistic praying. Another example is um, prayer wheels. This is a Tibetan in Nepal kind of praying. So prayer wheels is like this. These are uh, prayer wheels. So prayer wheels na mga prayers. So ka option. Either repeat nila ang prayers over and over and over again, thinking by the repetition the the their God hears them, or either ilang raitach over and over again, because they believe that. Praying over and over again and touching the wheels over and over again is equivalent to praying effectively, okay? So, kita nilang, effectiveness nila is doing this repetition and repetition, okay? There's another, there's another um, paganistic kinds of praying. Now, let's go. Now, let me pause because now, Another example, and this is very touchy, maybe for some of you. But wala ko kapang daotan ng example, okay? I'm just giving you that this is really another example as well within the umbrella of so-called Christianity. Because not all Christians are practicing really the right kind 
of approach to God. Another example for this of vain repetitions, mindless praying, is um, the RC prayers for the dead. Okay? You know, pagampo sa patay, balik-balik, 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 and it becomes a ritualistic balik-balik, and it doesn't, it's really mindless, it's really unintellectual. Okay? I love you. If you hate me on this sermon, I love you, but let me tell you that. It's a mindless, paganistic prayer. And why would you pray for the dead? You're dead. Okay? Last is the novenas. We all know that. Novenas, right? Uh, written prayers, and this prayer, kung repeat ni five times, six times, seven times. Even the, even the, the Lord's Prayer, which we will tackle, to be honest, next series, we will tackle one by one, and analyze it one by one, understand it one by one. Some people memorize it mindlessly. Itudluan na na sila, basta memorize ni mo Lord's Prayer, memorize it, repeat it uh, seven times, even though you don't understand it. Just repeat it. That's a problem, my goodness. Don't just say your prayers. You need to understand what you pray. Some people say, save your prayers. No, understand what you say. It's not enough to say it. You know, I mean, um, I think dili na maplay sa ko, Pastor, kaya kini mga paganistic raman na kayo mga prayers na. Okay? Uh, mga Christian, na yung mga version na, ane, kaya mga vain repetitions, kabala mo? Sa mga, Christian, mga versions sa mga Christians? Now, I wanna be careful about this because you must, you, you maybe misinterpret me. Now, some Christians use the word, um, praise the Lord, or hallelujah, often. Now, it's not wrong to say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? Now, gibuat na ni Abigail Gaina, if she means it and it is, she understands it, you understand it, right? Hallelujah means to praise the Lord. That's what it means. Say mo na sila. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? Hail, praise. Yah means Yahweh. Jehovah. Yahweh. God. So, hallelujah is to praise God. But some people, my goodness, Every line I praise the Lord. Every line I hallelujah. And sometimes it's mindless anymore. I guess more. When I'm not gonna think, man, oh, welcome, hallelujah. You're my friend, hallelujah. And uh, I ate this food, hallelujah. And praise the Lord. What? I'm not I'm saying you're laughing at but that, that there are people who are just every line there's hallelujah. Now if she if he or she understand it, okay. But sometimes I mean go it's it becomes a cliche. It becomes mindless. It becomes a routine and ritual. It's no longer what God intended. Okay? And there's a problem in Christianity today. It becomes a cliche. You know, it's like, hallelujah. It conjures the spirit. Now, I put my head look na I na hallelujah. I preach again, okay? Say the word hallelujah and mean it. Say the word praise the Lord, mean it. Don't just follow the the flow. Kaya usah kusog bayta mo parot, no? Tama ang parot, ang parot. Kung may tuluan na tuluan ni mo ang parot, may sultine. Yani nga pagsulti, di ba? Ang parot mo sunod dito na wala na kasabot ang parot, di ba? And a lot of Christians are paroting because the culture is everyone is saying Hallelujah. Ani ka but balak kasabot ba? Hallelujah, buga, di ba? And to be honest, in prayer, listen, in prayer we must use our Mind. Don't just parrot everything. Think, pause. More than what you say, pause. Say, usibut masabutan before I pray. 
Okay? Dallas Willard, in his commentary and in his study in the Sermon on the Mount, Divine Conspiracy, ang book niya, ngayon siya, I love to quote this, Dallas Willard, siya, the Gentiles do not understand that prayer to the God of Israel and of Jesus, the living and personal God of the universe, is intelligent conversation about matters of mutual concern. It is intelligent of mutual So when you pray, use your mind. Don't just use Don't just say. Mean it. Okay? It's an intelligent conversation. Kung nakay concern and you're talking to God, you're not just praying ritually. Repetitionally. Right? Okay? Another commentator, John Stott, Nyonja, Jesus forbids His people of any kind of prayer with the mouth when the mind is not engaged. Now, when you pray with your mouth, gaunay mo ang mouth, and your mind naulahi, ay pause sa gamay. Slow, slow down, okay? Let the mind catch up. Okay? I, I try, I, I sometimes, I confess to you, I find myself in that as well. You know? Kami na lang, sige na kagapray, anad na ka, and then it becomes a ritual, and wala na life imong prayer, because paspas ka mo pray, and you don't really think through what you're praying. You know? That's why, akong, akong encouragement na to, ane, para dilita mo pull down, ane, when you pray, sometimes slow down, pause, and think what you're praying. Sometimes it's good when you pray, kung nag-struggle ka prayer, here's my suggestion, write down your prayers. And as you write down, mean it every word, and pray it to God. You know, that's what the old Puritans and the old Christians in the history, that's why Nazali write, uh, uh, write things of their prayer. One of my favorite prayer book is The Valley of Vision. Puritan, and those are rich books. So I encourage you, go to the sales scene, Nazali sales next week, okay? And then buy a prayer book if you're struggling to pray and meditate on the prayer. Read your Bible in the Psalms because the Psalms will tell you how to pray. Okay? Psalms are good books on prayer. Pray with intelligence. Don't just pray with your mouth. Engage your brain, your mind as you pray. Amen? I'm not angry with you, okay? Just amen with me as well, okay? Good. Pray. Don't pray mindlessly, okay? Second, how does the pray, pagan pray? Not only they pray mindlessly, but ilang prayer is also manipulative. Okay? They manipulate God. But when Jesus, they think that they will be heard for their many words. They think that ilang prayer effective because of their many words. Formula. Mautana ko ninyo, based on that verse, okay? Here's, here's my question. Where's their faith? In God or in their prayers? In their prayers because they sila. They think they will be heard for because of their many words. Ilang faith na silang words. Ilang faith na sila silang form of prayers. And then you see Jesus, don't be like that. Don't trust in your prayer. Trust in the God whom you pray. It's not about your prayer. It's about the God to whom you pray. And there's a danger for us in that, right? Uh, I want to give you an example of this. Is um, you know the story in the Old Testament about Elijah versus the prophets of Baal? If you're reading the Old Testament, that this is very nice because it's more than the Hollywood blockbuster. Because amazing guy, it's the battle of the gods, the god of the Bible versus the god named Baal. And so na mga prophets ni Baal, ilang showdown is kinsa tinojo nga ginoo. Ang ginoo ba ni Elijah? Ang nagiservisyon ni Elijah or ang ginoo? Nga si Baal, ilang gisabi yung tagan sila, si Elijah Usara. 
So ang catch is ang winning factor nila is nasa lay altar ibuon nila og tubig basa jud gay na altar and they will pray to that God that God that God ang tinuod kung kinsay mo answer and send fire to that altar. Okay? And so ang first round Around number one, ang kinsay una is kinsay mo una nato, okay? And so prophets of Baal ang una so nayon sila. Oh Baal, answer us! Oh Baal, answer us! Oh Baal, answer us! Oh Baal, answer us! Every day, uh, from morning until noon, until hapon na kayo galibot-libot sila. Even in the Bible nayon that they cut themselves into pieces. Pero so answer us, and nayon sila ay nila shout more. Repeat your words more. Why? Maybe your God is deaf. Maybe he's sleeping. Or maybe he is in vacation. And the Elijah mocked. And over and over and over, they repeat their words. They cut their skin. Still, there's no answer because there's one, there's one true God. And that's the God of the Bible. And that's our God. Okay? And we don't have to pray to manipulate God. We don't have to pray and trust that our prayers is effective. It's not about our way of praying. It's about the God whom we pray. Okay? We don't put our trust in the form of our prayers. Now, the form of our prayer is not bad. Don't just trust it. Trust on the God to whom we pray. I want to give you an example because some Christians fall on this. You know? Maybe you read a biography and you as a biography and I inspired kay ka because this Christian is a man of prayer. Nakita ka, nakita ni mo siya sa biography, pag learning mo, pag basa ni mo, may siya, wow, grabe kay siya, na inspired you ko because grabe kay ka siya ka man of prayer because this person, yung mo nabasahan, maybe Christian, yung ka, my goodness, he prayed for 40 days. Wow! And God answered prayer. So thank you, yung ka, wow, I want to be like that. So, I make sure that I need to pray for 40 days. To make my prayer effective. No, there's nothing wrong praying 40 days, 30 days, whatever days, okay? But if you trust that your prayer is heard because you pray for 40 days, 30 days, whatever days, you're done. Because you're not trusting in God, you're trusting in the form of prayer. It becomes an idol, it becomes wrong kind of prayer. You know? Let me give you another uh, application for that, okay? We must be careful not to put our trust in the forms of our prayer. For example, Lent. Some some of you may say, ah, effective yun akong prayer. Kaya nga naman, taas ka ito. I pray for one hour, my brother. Okay? Brother, I pray for one hour. Two hours. My goodness, I'm a pray man. I think my prayer is a big deal because, ah, one hour. The next time, three hours, I think God hears my prayer. Okay? Second is maybe choice of words. Grabe mo mga words. Nice kayo. Mayroon ka, wow, katulad yung prayer. Answer yun ni God. Because grabe, hallowed be thy name. Oh, thy kingdom come. You know, and whatever words with that. Katulad, maybe, mayroon ka repetition. Grabe yun yung pabalik. Now, there's nothing wrong with repetition. Ha? For example, there's one request, wala pa answer ni God, and you pray for that. And you pray for that. There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is a vain repetition. You're thinking that, thinking that, it's effective because you repeat it over and over again. Okay? That, that's a vein. Another example is the days of prayer. Itong ganyan niya. 30 days, effective zunike. 30 days, you don't fast and pray. Oh my goodness, revival will come. Because my goodness, we pray for this X times of day and X times amount. It's good to pray like that. I'm not saying it's bad. 
I'm just saying we, be, we must be careful not to twist a little bit and trust in the forms in our activity of praying rather than in the God of whom we pray. Because you can pray like that 40 days, but you kasing not delight in the God that you pray. You're just doing it for duty, right? You're not trusting in God. You're trusting in the form. Okay. Lastly is loudness. To pray effectively, dapat na passion. Dapat when you pray, you shout. Oh God! You know? Wow, that's prayer. Medyo kanna jod ang ang langit jod nag-uyog jod ang prayer ba, okay? Don't be like that, guys. That's a wrong approach of prayer, okay? Uh, I heard the story, balita de gayto. Nayo sa ka, nayo sa ka babae na siya padulong exam unya nag-pray jud sa nga i-bless sa Ginoo sa exam, papasaron sa sa exam, maybe civil service whatever. Para nyo ginabuhat ba mapa-pray diri o oh, exam. So manay nga buhat, but Iyang gibuhat is that to, to make sure nga ang siranjo siya ni God is sa altar pa lang. Sa Manila ni Nidabo, okay? In the altar pa lang, um, paingan dito sa uh, sa door, paingan dito sa altar to make sure that effective ang prayer is she pray, wala siya ga, she pray with the, with her knees. She pray siya, hanapa siya katong mga anana ba, mga veil or something like that. And he pray siya niya and he pray nga papasaroon siya sa yung exam. Yung siya effective yung prayer. Kaya nga naman, because she prayed from the door to the altar, thinking, because of that sacrifice, because of that form of prayer, her prayer to God is heard. That is wrong, and that is paganistic. That is not the biblical God. That is not the biblical form of praying. Please don't trust in the form of prayer. Trust on the God to whom you pray. So Jesus, very empathic in his word. Very demanding, very emphatic. He said to his disciples and he said to us, Do not be like them. See these people? The way they pray? The way they try to mindless, ilang prayer is mindless and the, the reason it's mindless and repetitive is because they want to manipulate God to do their bidding. Do not be like them. Do not treat God or do not treat prayer like a formula to get things from God. So Jesus is so strong. He said to you and me, do not be like that. Avoid that. And he gives us a reason. Very, very simple reason. You know why? Why do we need to be like them? Why do we need to be avoid praying like a pagan, a heathen? Jesus said, because your father knows what you need before you ask him. Here's the reason. You know why you need to avoid to manipulate God, repeat words over and over and over and over again? whatever forms of prayer, because your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Two things I want to highlight this, this word. First is that God is your Father. God, the pagan God is a God that is so harsh, strict, and very capricious. Butpasabutana is, kinahalan pa ni mo, eh, please, kinahalan pa ka mo over or sacrifice para ka dunggun. Sa mong pagambo. That's the paganistic way. Kinalan pa, i-repeat ni mo, balik-balikon pa ni mo. But in the Bible, Jesus said, that's a misunderstanding of God. Because let me tell you, the God that you're praying is your Father. It's a very intimate, intimate description of the God. He's not only a holy God, a God that is transcendent, that is beyond us, and a God that is so pure that every sinful thing will be burned against His presence. He's not just a God like that, but He's a God so intimate, so caring, so loving, 
that He wants to do something for us. And He is a father. And He is a daddy. You must think to a God. You must think God is like that when you pray. Now, over and over in the Bible, in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, ang, ang concept about the fatherhood of God is repeated over and over again. That God is a father. God is a father. God is a father. Let me read the verses to you in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay? You're still with me? Okay? I want to read to you verses. Okay? Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let your light so shine before others that they may say your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's the concept. Another, Matthew 5, 44, 45. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you be what? The children of your Father in heaven because He causes His Son to rise to the, on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to 8, we must not practice our righteousness before people because we will lose the reward of our Father. So if you read the Sermon of the Mount, the concept of the fatherhood of God is repeated by Jesus. This concept, yang gina repeat because He's trying to get to us to understand that in prayer, the most important concept to pray is that God is your Father. It's the most important thing. God is your Father. And He is not an uncaring Father. He is a loving Father. He is a good, good Father. You know, ours is a God. Ang mga pagan, kinalan pa mo sacrifice og unsaning animal, kinalan pa mo sacrifice aning but this father, his only son, he sacrificed for us. This father loved his enemies, and we are his enemies. And this father is so full of love, so full of mercy. And you see Jesus, when you pray, you are praying to that kind of father. Not only God is our father, but he is a father who knows everything that we need before even we ask him. I love that. You know, kung kana akan sa punta, no tanan makristuhan magets anak, mausubjud ang prayer life, mausubjud din yung kinabuhi. Ang problema ra mudungot tanan ang mga waling. God is our father, mura wala ra ganing pakira ganing. Yeah, God is our father, and then mura gapon na tong life. Let me tell you, I I I plead with you, please pause and be amazed. God is your Father. Don't take it for granted. Because, to be honest, we don't deserve to be the children of God. Do you deserve? Do you, All our life, we sin against Him. He is holy. We are not. Every day we sin. You lie. You lust. You do these things. But God in His mercy and grace called us His own. That is amazing. The most important event in your life is the event that you become a son, that you become a daughter of God. No matter, no matter sa mga sa mga kaya, mudaog ba ka o gaosan lahat, mudaog ba ka gluto, tanan ba dreams ni mo sa kalibutan, may mo, but that is nothing compared to the event that God becomes your father. That's the most important thing. Because I don't care if you gain the whole world, the fame, the money in this world. If God is not your father, you're nothing. So be thankful and make sure that you right now, 
make sure, make sure that God is your Father. How can I make sure? John 1.12, to those who receive Christ, He gave them the right to become children of God. Are you the children of God? Receive Christ. Don't just come to church thinking, I come to church and maybe I'm a child of God. Receive Christ. Surrender your life to Christ. Make sure that you are a children of God. And for you Christians who come to church every Sunday, who profess to be Christians, don't live like a pauper when you can live like a princess. Don't live like you are an orphan when you have a father in heaven. Because to be honest, the way we live our life, the way we live our life, sometimes does not reflect that we have a good, good father who cares for us. Sometimes when people see us, makita na itong amor, nag-abandon na sa itong amahan sa langit who cares so much for us, more than we care for ourselves. He cares for you. More than you want the blessing, He wants to bless you more than you want to receive that. He's a good Father. And I want to preach that from my heart because to be honest, I see Christians just take that for granted. The greatest miracle, the greatest blessing of all blessing of all blessing is that day when I become a child of God. I can die. I can die knowing that I am loved by my Father. No matter what happened, I am a child of God. Nothing matters in this world, guys. We will all die. Things will not work out. But here's one thing for sure. We have a Father who cares. We have a Father who loves. And we have a Father who is more than willing to give everything. He gave His Son. My goodness. He gave His Son. He's everything for you. Not what you need, what you want, but what you need. He perfectly gave to you. He knows what you need before you ask Him. I love that. Because sometimes mag-struggle ko sa ko ang pagampo and usahay, nakaibutang nga ipangayaw, pero wala ka ba lang kung asakto ba ni pangayon? But God's, God's answer to our prayer is not dependence to our prayer. It depends to His omnipotence, to omniscience. He knows what we really need more than Saduang prayers. You know, and He's a good Father who says, you know, I want to give you what you need. Not what you want, but I want to give you what you need. He's a Father who knows what we need before we ask him. Now, this is a very controversial verse because na mga, mga people niyo sila. Okay, here's a question, Pastor. Maybe you are not asking it, but some people ask this question. Okay. If God knows what we need before we ask him, in other words, before you pray, God knows what you need. Are you amazed with that? Before you utter prayer, God, I want. Before you, before that event that you pray, God knows what you need. Amazing, right? If God knows what we need before we pray, why pray? That's a legitimate question, right? Whatever. So, forgive me, Lord, okay? Is that a legitimate question? If God knows what we need before we add our request, prayer to God, why pray? It's a good question. Well, I wanna 
answer that, but I want to quote someone who answered that long, 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 long time ago. And he's my long lost brother, okay? Just kidding. John Calvin. John Calvin says this word, okay? Believers, us, do not pray to inform God with a view of informing God about the things unknown to Him because nothing is unknown to God. <laughs> God knows everything. Or of exciting Him to, to do His duty as if God is reluctant. Or of urging Him as though He were reluctant. On the contrary, they pray in order that they may arouse themselves, us, to seek Him, that they may exercise their faith in meditating to His promises, that they may relieve themselves from their anxiety. Do you have anxiety? Ang purpose is ikaw. By pouring them into the bosom, in a word that they may declare that from Him alone, from God alone, our Father, they hope and expect, both for themselves and for others, all good things. In short, si John Calvin, we pray not for God's sake, but for our sake. We pray not to inform, we pray for us to excite ourselves, to express ourselves, to express our dependence upon Him and Him alone. God doesn't need information. He knows what we need. He wants us to express our dependence towards Him. Do we trust Him? That He is our Father who cares. Okay? So the primary purpose of prayer, listen to this, listen to this, don't sleep. The primary purpose of prayer is not to get things from God, but to get to God. Okay? When you pray, it's not just about getting things from God. Yes, there is that. Don't misinterpret me, okay? Yes, there is getting things from God. But the ultimate purpose of prayer is to get to God Himself of whom all things flow. In other words, prayer is about relationship, not just asking things. Because if among thinking of prayer is about you need things and you come to God and pray, then God is your business partner, not your father. Right? And a lot of Christians approach God like that. Like, God, I need this. God, I need that. But never enjoy God's presence. Prayer is about enjoying a relationship with a Father who is God, who knows what we need, and who loves us. Okay? So, even though He knows what we need, we still need to pray. We still need to us to express our dependence upon Him. illustration illustration or I think this is not a perfect illustration, but for the sake of illustration, I wanna give it. Okay? It's like this. Okay? If I talk to my wife, and the purpose of my talk to my wife is because I need something. Good luck for that relationship, right? If I can communicate ako sa ang wife because na tuyo, na ganahan ng kwaon siya. Is that a good relationship? Yes or no? Whatever relationship you have, if makik-talk ra ka, makik-communicate ra ka because na kay need, is that a good relationship? No, it's a selfish relationship, right? There's no relationship with that, to be honest. There is, but it's not healthy, okay? 
Here's the reason I talk to my wife because I have a relationship with my wife. She's my wife. Whether I need something or not, I talk and she talks to me. And that's the purpose of prayer. Prayer is grounded not in the petition, but prayer is grounded in the relationship. So you have a father, you pray, even though he knows what you need. Okay? And sometimes I'm going to talk to my wife, Pabandayan ako na siya i-express something sa ako ah. And sometimes, bisag wala ko'y omniscience, but feeling na ako na ako'y omniscience na moment, okay? Because na siya i-express something sa ako ah, and may go, kapantay ka ng, sige na mong kuyog, and then mag-gets na ni mo, say, isulti niya next. Okay? Now, warning sa mga lalaki, ayaw jud unhi, ayaw kulatra, ayaw tagna ah, okay? Kay basig mali ka. But sometimes, mak- tama, tama jud muni niya isulti, Okay? Sometimes, kabalo d'yo ko nga, muni, i-isulti na ako. But kabalo ka sa akong kasing-kasing, ganahan gapon ko nga, express niya. Bisa kabalo ko nga, isulti na niya. Because that's love. Love need to be expressed. Kanang ka nga statement, ayaw na i-apply sa lain. Kanira, prayer na, okay? Love, I'm just kidding, okay? Love need to be expressed. In fact, some, some preacher, I think, nalimot ko ba sa una, sila, nalimot sa preacher, nalimot siya, unexpressed gratitude is ingratitude. Di ba? Balag thankful ka, kung dili mo express, it's still ingratitude. Unexpressed dependence on God in prayer is still not dependence. You need to pray even though God knows. Okay? Because it's about relationship, not about our request. So, in summary, I'm gonna summarize it and we're done, okay? In summary, when we pray, we must be careful of our approach in prayer and of our approach to God. We should not pray like a heathen. We should not pray like a Gentiles. In other words, I'm gonna state it like this. We should not pray like a heathen. We must pray like God's beloved children. Okay? Nagplano ko himuna ko grab pero kana pang online ako nagamit inaarap okay we must not pray like a heathen but we must pray like God's beloved children you know i love that you know we must not pray like a heathen thinking that we manipulate God in forms of our prayer mindless praying but we must think intelligently we must come to God knowing that he is our father and we are his children and we can simply ask him so how should we approach God in prayer two things and i'm done okay how should we approach God in prayer? First, let's read this word. Ready, begin. Reflective realization. Instead of being mindless in our prayer, in our praying, we should pause, reflect, pamalandong, and realize that we are not talking to a being just like us. When you pray, you're not talking to a being in the same plane. I mean, He's God. <laughs> you are talking to a being who's so big. The whole cosmos, the whole universe, feel. He feels every universe. He feels every cosmos. He is so big. And big is not enough to describe Him. He is a being so holy that the angels that is so holy that we are afraid sometimes to look at, angels mismo, according to the Bible, is so afraid to look at Him. They fly and they, they hear their face. That being is so gloriously beautiful and holy and yet He wants us to call Him Father. 
So pause. When you pray, pause. Realize. Reflect. That when you pray and you call Him Father, that is so privileged to call you Father. So when you ask something, you pause. You mean what you pray. Don't just say your prayer. You mean it. Pray. Reflect. Second, we must pray with confident expectation. Now as you reflect, pray that when you pray, your Father hears your prayer. Okay? Not just hears your prayer, that your Father desires and excited to answer your prayers more than you ask Him. Because He's a Father and He's a good, good Father. Kung naman good no Father sa kalibutan, God is more than that. God is always a giver of perfect good things. In fact, now sa preacher ngayon siya, He delights in the prayer of His children. That God, when we pray, He is like seeing us that we are like little children. And when that little child come to Him and say, Daddy, pwede ko palitan. Ni mo sa reaction sa usa ka maayong amahan. Mayroon ba maayong amahan? Usa ka diya. Inan ba niya na? Dili. In fact, balag walay kwarta ang ang amahan in a human way Grabe ang heart sa usa ka father man sa cute kay di ba cutean kay sanya tanan iyang buhaton para ra ang tinuod nga maayo nga amahan tanan iyang buhaton sa kutob makayan niya just to give what their children's needed right but let me tell you that if buhaton na sa usa ka human father how much more our heavenly father towards you and he doesn't have to prove it he proves it already okay on the cross for us. So when we pray, first come with reflective realization. Pause. Pause. Don't just pray in other words. Sometimes pause in silence. Sometimes it's okay to pray without words. And you just, you just, you just be conscious of Him because He is at this moment right now. According to the Bible, in Him we live and move in, our, in His being. He is in this moment right now. As we come to Him, pause. And then pray. Pray with a confident expectation that He hears and answers your prayer. Let me conclude with this um, story. There's a woman, a hymn writer in the past, 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 okay? Not a typical songwriter today, but he's a very old, old hymn writer named Annie Johnson Flint. Okay? Annie Johnson Flint, I want to give her story before I want to read something of his hymn, or her hymn. Okay? Um, her parents died when she was five years old. She lived with her two sisters with a widow, ang niampon nila widow, who has two children with a very limited income. So, giampon siya kayang parents na mga matay, five years old pa sila. So, the Later on, na ay couple, nga childless, nga walay anak, uh, Flint ang apelido, that's why Flint na siya, and gi-adopt siya. And amazing guy, because these couple are, are Christians. They love Jesus deeply. So, early on, eight years old siya, nadawat niya si Jesus as Lord and Savior, changed her life so much, you know, and she grew up, and then she went to college, and then later on, she graduated and taught school. She became a teacher, taught school for three years, 
until na I severe at arthritis. Nitabo sa yam, okay? And kining arthritis is not a typical arthritis nga talagsa ra mo sakit. It's everyday kasakit. It's a very painful and severe nga arthritis. Now, wala dili na siya, dili na possible sa yam mag-teach. And so she become paralyzed all for the rest of her life. Okay? She became paralyzed. And um, young dream to be a concert pianist, to be a hymn writer, she give it up. It's no longer possible. Because instead, nga magpiano siya, magsakit man niya ang kwandere, kay kanang grabe ng iyang arthritis ba. It's very painful. Even iyang legs na twisted. Iyang kamot na twisted sa kasakit. So every day, maragina torment siya sa kasakit. All her, for the rest of her life, she lived with that pain. She gave up her dreams of being a concert pianist and live in a constant pain, writing with a twisted hands and body. Kung kabanda gana, iyang kamot, kabanda magana iyang kamot sa picture, okay? Sure, kaya mo raghuro man ang picture sa unang mga panahon, okay? But that picture, if imo lang taon, gana iyang kamot because that's uh, that's arthritis. It twists yun mo kamot, iyang legs as well. So, dili siya kalakaw, dili siya kaplay o piano. But, she can write. Okay? She can write. Dili siya mo write, but she can ask someone to write. And she write amazing songs. So, most of her life, she spent being paralyzed, blind. She became blind later on. And in constant pain and suffering. So, grabe, imagine na, wala pa niya ang mga body pain na tamba sa una, ha? It's like everyday pain. Yet she wrote such a beautiful poems and hymns about God's love, grace, and strength in her life. It encourages and impacts the lives of those who read and heard him, her. Now let's pause and reflect. If you were in her place, how would you view God? Every day, arthritis, constant pain, living in pain, living in pain, blind, do you still trust in God? Do you still express your love and dependence upon Him? Kabaloka, out of that pain, out of that misery, she wrote a very, very wonderful hymn. And maybe katong mga karaan, mga Christian, tong sa unang panahon, mga Christian, katungog mo ane. Okay? And I want to read to you this hymn. Watch the words and make sure i-match ni mo yung story of her words because this is amazing. Title is He Give It More Grace. He give it more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, He added His mercy. To multiplied trials, His multiplied peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the days have done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's forgiving is only begun. Fear not that thy need shall exceed His provision. Our God ever yearns His resources to share. Lean hard on the arm everlasting availing. The Father both thee and thy Lord, Lord will outbear. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. 
You know why she responds that way? Because she sees God is a father whose ultimate riches we find in Jesus. And this father is a God so loving, so merciful, so gracious that he gives and gives and gives and gives over and over again. So let me ask you a question tonight. Do you pray to a God like that? Is that the way you view God? Is that the way you approach prayer? Let's pray. Father God, we come with these words tonight. Bless these words in our heart. Enable us to respond to them. Not just by hearing, but Lord, trusting in your grace. That we will come to you as our Father who loves us perfectly. Father, I pray for some of us now. Maybe they need further illumination, further enlightenment, Lord, to understand that you are more than willing to answer if we ask to you. Because it's not about who we are, it's not the way we pray, it's not the form of our prayers, but it's about our relationship with you. Because of Jesus, you are our Father. We are your sons and daughters. We pray that we we pray that we have this confidence, Lord, when we come to you in prayer. So that our prayer is will not become a routinistic and ritual way of praying, but Lord is an expression of our relationship with you. Is our expression of our intimacy with gratitude in our hearts. You are our Father. We are your children. Thank you for that amazing, amazing, amazing truth, God. We surrender everything to your loving hand in Jesus' name.